is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who's as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So you know, um, at here we support you to build a lifestyle business. And today, I would like to introduce my lovely guest right here, Anne Hill, who have chair the interest of system and processes like me, as you know what I do. Um, so let me introduce Anne to you, all of you. So Anne Hill is um, um, the owner of Hilltop Virtual Solutions, an agency that dedicated to fine turning and streamline the way that the companies run, the business run, and making data-driven decisions, keyword, and how to move forward with what it really tells you. So and thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. I'm so glad you are here, and I think we're going to have a great conversation today. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. I am looking forward to chatting with you as well. So before we get to this sweet spot that um, we have spoke about at the <laughs> offline time, um, can you please share with me a little bit about your background, like how your entrepreneurial journey looks like? Yeah, so I... And to be quite honest, I never intended on being an entrepreneur. Um, I went the route of, um, you know, getting my degree in college, going on for a master's, getting a job with a, a more of a corporation and, and going the route of really having a full-time job, being an employee and, and kind of climbing that corporate ladder, uh, really for the beginning half, I guess, of my career time that I've, I've worked. And then, uh, had kids like happens with a lot of people that I know, um, you know, as we are moms and, and start to realize and kind of reprioritize where and how we want to spend our time. Um, I started looking at, at everything going, I don't know if this is really how I want my life to look. And I didn't know what my options were that were out there though, because I was in my background was in the healthcare industry. And so I was very ingrained into, um, just the healthcare world, like my network were other doctors, other nurses, other therapists, those sort of things. And for the most part, all of those same people really had, had worked in that corporate space as well. And so um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but did what I think a lot of people do when they get stuck. They, you know, go to the internet and start searching work from home or what other jobs are out there that are, are along the same lines of what they do. Um, with the same sort of skill sets. And I came across the world of the online space and it was eye-opening to me as to what was out there and how many different things that people were doing and how it could be done at home, how it could be done virtually, how it could be done in so many different ways. Um, and I started my business off as a, a virtual assistant and then went through after um, about a year of 
of working with clients and, and finding them coming back to me being like, this is not how a VA is typically asking me questions. They're usually not wanting to know these things. They're, they're more task oriented and, and they were more than happy to have me dive into the things that I was diving into, but they just were like, I'm, I'm not used to this. What, what else can you do type thing? Um, and I, I, uh, also went along and got a, a certification, a director of operations certification and, and, um, really honed in on the space of operations and realized that, that what I had done in the healthcare industry, I was a rehab manager at a skilled nursing facility, um, a good chunk of that time really was focused more on the operations, on the team development, on the analytics of of what was working and what was not working in my department and how that contributed to the big picture of the organization. Um, and so, you know, taking what everything that I had learned and that I really liked in my job, um, unfortunately, U.S.-based, it's very quick or it's uh, unfortunate in the um, healthcare industry. People tend to get burnout for a variety of different reasons even pre-COVID. Um, so I can only imagine now how things are in, in the healthcare industry and how quickly people are getting burnt out. But, um, but I was able to take the aspects that I did like of what I was doing and turn it into, um, in, into me being a business owner and, and really seeing how I could help and support people still, um, in the online space, um, and even some brick and mortars, but, but really see how, what I did love and what my passion was really could still be beneficial for people even outside of the healthcare industry. So when you mentioned about having a data-centric vision-making way, um, what would be the biggest issues that like your clients have brought up for you regarding to, they don't really know how to, making decision moving forward regarding to um, which workflows or how can they move things forward or remaining things to work? Yeah. So I would say the biggest things that I find clients um, running into is when they're initially starting to grow a team or when they're initially starting to branch out into more than just them in their business um, that they realize Either they've designed this to where they continue to be the decision maker and they continue to be the bottleneck, even though they don't necessarily see it that way. And initially, um, they end up setting up systems so that everything has to get their stamp of approval. Um, and sometimes that works to a point, but there's, there comes a point when you are starting to really grow and scale that, that it, you can't have it all rely on one person like that. You need to start having other layers of support in there that can help make decisions and help move things forward without it constantly going to the business owner. Um, so I'd say that's one of the big pain points that I run into is that even just figuring out how to, as they are growing, how to design what it is that they're doing. Um, and then the other part of it is really figuring out exactly what their process is. I find a lot of business um, owners that I've talked to, they have in their head kind of what they do, but they're like, I, I just do this automatically. I don't really think about how somebody else might either step into parts of it or how somebody else might be able to repeat the same process to start to remove the business owner from the doer all the time in their business. So, yeah. Um, I understand the point that they have never explained to anyone how they really do things. And that, in my opinion, would be the most time-consuming part of like building a system because like we have to shadow 
sit at the back and see how they really do. And if, I mean, anyone, if, if you're listening to here and then like, if you resonate, like anyone who tell you that you have to build system, you have to build system and then they tell you, just write down what exactly you have been doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not all that, but there is some of that that goes with it too. Um, you know, obviously having some way to document it is good, but but to really understand why it is what you do. And then also um, another part that it really just comes with delegation as a whole is really understanding um, what the outcome is that you're trying to get to. Uh, because everybody may have minor different ways of doing things, but still getting to the same outcome. And that's okay if it's a little different. Somebody else could, could potentially come in and even have a more efficient way of doing something than what you have done day in and day out as the business owner. But you just got stuck in this. This is how we've always done it. This is how I do it. This is what I do that you don't necessarily see the big picture on the outside of, oh, maybe there is a more efficient and more streamlined way of doing this process or doing this element of what I do with clients. I think it's it brought up to um, the way that the decision maker, We, I, I think we should use the word decision maker because position not really matters. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. They are. It's, it's so funny when I when I talk about this to other people. Like, even though you are CEO, you think you are CEO, but you really still manage the team. You are not really only making decision though. You still a manager, and that's maybe you are the bottleneck. Who knows? And even though they are looking for someone who managed for them, but if their instinct tell them to keep an eye on monitoring things, I mean, they cannot give up, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I think that, so there's a, there's so much that goes into what you're saying there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's a lot of different layers that go into that. One part of that definitely is making sure that you're hiring on team members that truly are the right fit for you, for your business, for your, for where your vision is that you want to get to in your business. Um, another part of that though, is as the business or as the decision maker, being able to let go and, and truly understand that the only way for you to scale to multiple six figures and beyond is to have other people that are there supporting you in some way, shape or form. And the only way to really have that happen is for you to let go and not be the control, controlling, control free, controlling part of, of everything that's happening in your business. I think there is another point that I would, would like to have a conversation with you today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I have seen at least in my circle, that they are comparing themselves to others, the way, the different way we manage. And from the outsider, you may see this company have been very well organized and very well shared, but you never know what is internal looks like, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. When they, like, when we go to a mastermind, for example, we always have a conversation I mean, in a practical way, like, this is how I do it. It works for me, right? But no mm-hmm. one really talk about how far they have been implement the failure and testing and planning to get these data to like keep these things. Yeah. Until they can say that this is how we do. And like, let's say Mr. A talking to Mr. B, 
And when Mr. B say that, okay, I will do exactly what Mr. A say. And then why is not working for me? What is already worked for them? <laughs> I think because they haven't gone through the explanatory process for their company, because it could be different, right? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do agree with that. I think that, um, I think we like to try to mimic what we see others do and do well, at least in our eyes, they do well. Who knows if everybody has the same opinion of who's doing well and who's not, but, um, we try to, to replicate what's, what has already worked. You know, people talk about, well, don't reinvent the wheel if you don't have to, to some extent. Yes, that's true, but there is still a need for you to take in your own business in how you want your business to be designed, how you want your, the vision of where you want your business to go. There's a strategy side of it that you still have to take into consideration. And it's, it shouldn't look exactly like another person's business. It should be a little different. Um, and some of that is a little bit of that exploratory side of it that you're talking about there. Um, but some of it is just like using, using our own, <laughs> knowledge, using our own history, using our own background, along with who the people are that are on our team and, and looking at what do they excel at and how can we, how can we take the things that others have seen work well and turn it into our own. And I think that's a part that a lot of times people, they just try to duplicate what was working elsewhere and they don't necessarily take the good pieces of it and turn it into their own. They just try to, to replicate and duplicate. I think to some extent with that sentence, um, with that idea, it may be because they are not trusting themselves enough to make decision to make it yeah. their own because they're not yeah, really which... see the clear vision of what they right. really want, right? Right. And it's definitely, definitely yeah. very possible. <laughs> and, and I think usually like this type of scenario would be they want to get as far, like Mr. B want to get as far as Mr. A. Why Mr. B have to gone through some part to get to Mr. A point, but kind of like blind spot milestone, hidden milestone along the way that like needs to get unlocked for Mr. B to get there, which is maybe have different factors than Mr. A, right? Mm-hmm. So there are like, there are multiple, I forgot already what type of analytics we call um, I just couldn't think about it, but like there are, um, controllable factors and uncontrollable factors anywhere mm-hmm. for each person that difference. And I'm for sure that you have encountered this a lot that like your clients just like, maybe I just assume jump in and tell you that this is exactly how we want start to finish, but they don't know how the process looks like. I want this, but like, can you figure that out for me? So usually when they come up with this type of question, how, how you, how you cope with them or like how you explain to them that there are hidden figures that they may require to input first before they take action or like how, how would you explain and get them understand that it may be not as easy as they see. It may require some input first. Yeah, I think some of that comes down to really, so depending on how in, involved you are in the business, if this is, you know, you're at the beginning stages of working with a business, or if you're, you know, six months at three years down the road, that sort of thing, it's going to be a little different as to how those conversations are going to go and, and how you're going to approach it. But 
Um, and also just as, as me potentially coming in as like a consultant level person, it's going to depend on how familiar I am with the background and the back end of their business. Uh, but a lot of those sort of answers become clear when you're doing audits. And, and if it, even if it's something that you haven't, um, audited in the past, if it's a different element or a different side of the business that, that you haven't really touched very much before, um, you know, auditing what is in the business, what has been done in the business in the past, and then looking at some of the data of what worked and what didn't work for that particular business, um, is going to help you navigate that road of getting to A to B to C that may or may not look different than how they're saying, I want to get from this point to that point. Um, but at least getting some of the background data on it, if it's something that's never been done, um, or it's just completely new for that business to, to go down that road, then I think a lot of times you just have to do something. You have to start somewhere. Um, and, and you want to obviously go at it in a, the most strategic way that's going to help you move forward the quickest, but, um, but there still needs to be a starting point of, we just got to see what's working and what's not working. And until we try it, we're never going to know. Um, so there, there's always that side of it if it's brand new, but if there is any sort of history in the business already, then that's where you want to start by looking back and seeing what, what was there and, and did it work or not before. And then once we're able to figure that out, I think this is also some problem that I have, uh, have been asked somehow. Um, what would be the difference from like, having an outsource versus having internal team members or especially with like um management level or operation side of things that um they may most of the business owners that I know they may want to have um internal full-time team member to go all in and only and solely work to that company versus mm-hmm. um this online work could promote the flexibility of like virtual assistant or freelancers or uh, freelance project manager that they can just like go in at the particular time, no need to like be 40 hours a week. Um, what would be your opinion regarding these differences? I have found, and there's definitely, it again, depending on where you are in the world, there's variations as to what makes the most sense in the business and then legally what is and isn't allowed oh. with regard to the business side of it. So, um, you know, specifically U.S.-based, depending on what it is that you're doing in the business and how defined the the um, the job is with regard to if you need certain hours and if you need to... Like if you're, if the, if I, as a business owner, I'm specifically saying, I need you to work from eight to two, and this is what I need you to do. And you're, you're really kind of telling them this is when and where and how you're going to be doing everything. There are more rules legally with regard to if it could be contractor or if it needs to be an employee. So there are some sides that, um, that I'm, I am not an attorney. So I would not even want to try to dive into that. I just, it's more where I would be like, Hey, I know you need to talk to an attorney about this and figure out what makes the most sense here. Um, but in general terms, like without looking at the, the legal side of it and that sort of stuff, I think that um, it depends on what the job is that needs to be done for 
for if it makes more sense to potentially bring somebody on as either a consultant or a contracted or freelancer, or if it makes more sense to bring somebody internal. Uh, I find that a lot of times when you're looking at the sales and marketing side, um, the more you can bring somebody on internal, the more they do have that. They're 100% in your business. They are fully dedicated to everything that you are doing. They are only working um, you know, for the, the vision of what you're building your business to be. Um, I, so I do find that area does tend to be better suited for being employees, um, and being internal versus it being a, a contracted role. Um, and again, it's going to depend on the size of the business for how quickly you want to make that transition to put, you might start off with somebody freelancing, um, and then, depending on the size of the business, say, hey, we actually need to bring this internal. Um, whether that's the same person or whether you find somebody new for that just depends on on the situation there. But um, but I do think that on the operations side, I think that you can get away with, that's probably not a good phrase to use, but get away with using somebody in more of that fractional capacity um, to to a point as well. I mean, when you get to businesses that are are multiple six figures and beyond, it a lot of times it makes sense to have somebody that's fully dedicated to your business and only your business for you as the business owner to be able to grow and scale. Um but you know, at the beginning stages when you're just starting to scale and just starting to make some some headway in, in your business, you need some of that high level support and strategy and consult side of it. And even just some of the data that they're going to be bringing to the table and asking you questions on that you may not necessarily get if you don't do a fractional type position there. Um, I think that there's definitely been times when I've met with business owners and just that strategic conversation helps them know what they need to be doing next. And I also get to come in and sit there and go, Hey, these are the three priorities that we had for this quarter. You don't get to be the visionary every single day. Like you don't get to continue to turn and not, you'll never make any progress basically. Like you need to know what your path is for a period of time. And you need somebody to keep you on track when you're the visionary, instead of you having all of these ideas and you moving and bouncing from idea to idea to idea and not being able to ever move forward with it. Somebody needs to come in and say, Hey, whether it's me or whether it's a different operations person or or somebody in the business though needs to be able to come in and say, Hey, this is where we're focusing right now. We, this is great for us to put on the list of things to do, but we, we can't move these three things forward if we keep shifting and changing our focus. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, have you experienced this or not, but I sometimes can feel the fear of the clients when I say that, do you want to check with your legal, your, your, your attorney first regarding to this (laughs) with you? Um, especially when they are just like, beginning um not just but like when they are at the beginning part like they may not have like a a legal consultant somehow that they couldn't make decision on that um especially the agreement contractors you believe it or not they just like copy and paste from their coaches or something and i'm like um sometimes you may have to change to be for your own sake of the company to keep your own 
interest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it has to be like mutual agreement on both parties. Um, And I personally think that that's very important because you have to sign on it. And this thing would reflect further with the HR side, how the compensation would look like. Um, So what I hear from you that you just mentioned would be about know your resources, time, money, people, know your finance, right? And then know your legal regarding to how this thing at where you are right now would at least help you make it easier to process how many people you want to onboard and what next for you. Because um, imagine how we work like as operation strategists like this and um, they, they're not clear of what they want. They just want to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would, I definitely would agree. I've seen that happen. And I think some of when people are not clear is because either they're overwhelmed and there's too many decisions that they're still trying to, to make with it. Um, or they don't know what they don't know. They don't understand the different options that are out there. And, um, and sometimes that can play a role too, where they mm-hmm. may, similar to your example earlier, where, you know, they've seen, business a b and c do it this way so they think they need to do it that way too maybe maybe not so but even having the ability to um and that kind of comes back to just having someone else in the business that you can start to have strategic conversations with and partner with be it a coach be it a an operations specialist in some way um but like having somebody else that is going to be whether they're full-time part-time contracted if you just need to know that they have the dedication of being all in on your business, they're thinking in a way that's going to help your business move the direction you want to go. Um, but getting clear on that vision is, is critical in many different ways when you're trying to grow a business. So what would you suggest for visionary to make decision on their vision? To make a decision on their vision. Um, well, I think some of the joy of having um, a small business is that we, we get the freedom and the flexibility to pivot if we need to pivot, but you don't want to pivot all the time. You have to commit to a period of time where you are, you have to commit to some point to a period of time, whether, and I like to plan it out for, um, a year. You know, I will typically, I'm not the best at, at, I find operations people, I don't know if you would agree or not, but I find operations people don't tend to be the best at at the visionary side of it. Because as soon as we start to get an idea of something, we're like, okay, so how are we going to do that? And then we start backtracking and like breaking it all down and figuring out how it's going to happen instead of just focusing on, I want to get here. This is my vision. (laughs) We're like, oh no, but we need to start breaking it down so we can figure out exactly what needs to happen tomorrow to make us help, help us get to where we want to be five years from now. Um, So, um, which has its pros and cons, the way that our brains think, but, um, but yeah, so the visionary though, they, they typically, they, they'll dream, they'll dream big and, and we'll want to, I usually will take somebody through potentially one year, three year, maybe out to five years, but I really try to stay in kind of that one to three year mark. Um, and then we will start to backtrack from there when we're planning things out, of what does it look like for this quarter? So we've got our vision that we've 
designed and described. And then we'll break it down to like, what does this quarter look like? And we need to commit to this quarter focusing on this vision. And then at the end of this quarter, we can compare and see, is this still the vision that we're working towards? So like we're, we're doing a big picture vision, but then we're breaking it down so that we really can see for 90 days, this is our focus. Um, so there needs to be a period of time and you can't, you can't pivot every week with something new or you're never going to make any progress. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, I think here's the thing. Um, as a human nature, we always trying to survive when we see things that not working just yet. And yeah, it tends to be impatient with <laughs> not working in the process. So yeah. I understand like, in our position as operation um, side of support that, hey, don't change just yet. Trust the process. And they may be furious about, but this is not what I'm looking forward. I'm like, it does not happen yet. Doesn't mean it's yeah. not going to get there. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. At least if anyone's still listening to here, not change things too often, not keep finding new software to make it work. Um, just be patient of what you have made decision on and making decision for the future, at least short term, middle term, long term, whatever fits to your um, goals, how you plan things. Um, too many school of thoughts. Well, you have to make decision again because there are too many yeah. resources out there. Yeah. <laughs> You could be over-consuming things as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing that I will tell a lot of business owners that I work with is I will tell them, pick one. Like, pick one person that you're going to keep an eye on. One person that is going to be your mentor. One person that's going to be your coach. Again, for a period of time. This is this is the, this is is the where our focus is going to be. Um, because you there's way too much that's out there. We can spend all day and every day. And I'm definitely guilty of, I will learn anything and everything that's out there. I will learn forever, but the taking the action and doing it is where a lot of times I personally will, will not want to necessarily take the step to taking action in my, in my own business. Um, I like to help others know where their focus needs to be um with it but i'm not always the best at following my own advice in my own business <laughs> so <laughs> i bet i bet um i bet <laughs> you have encountered some clients that like they have so many courses and they pick a front factor of each courses and trying to combine together to that business yeah <laughs> that yeah that doesn't go very well when that sort of thing happens you're like well Let's, let's only listen to one. Again, we need one focus for, for a 90 day period. That's all we need is one focus for 90 days. And then we can, we can start to branch out when we know whether it's working or not. <laughs> so decision making is the very key here. You know, like, <laughs> have to lead the team. I think that's also like somehow leadership mentality that you really need to lead toward everyone on the same page. Cause like, if you walk, if the leaders confuse, the followers also confuse as well. Like, what exactly oh, yeah. do you want us yeah. to do so that you get the result you expected for? So we can serve you the best ability that we can, you know? Like, these are something that um 
so hard <laughs> i don't know but it's so hard like yeah i i i think i think you have to make decision the business owner i i understand the the feeling like for more if you are missing out or um some part that you may feel like not really sure but if you take some action today and it would give you some data tomorrow that you could make a better decision take it day right. by day like that that's already a lot of things moving forward right yeah yeah definitely definitely the more that decisions can be made and and um it, but it's funny you know how we we were saying i think there's the decisions that business owners need to make and then there's the decisions that business owners don't need to be spending their time mm. making um and when you have team members in place there should be decisions that the team members have the empowered ability to make um they're not the big picture decisions that are going to make or break your business they're the decisions of you know how do we respond to this email does this verbiage come across correctly or how do we um which platform do we want to go with for scheduling this do we want to use this or this and i mean some of the, some of those decisions shouldn't be made necessarily by the business owner it's it's knowing that you have the right players on your team that are making those smart business decisions without it specifically being the business owner that has to make those decisions but then when it comes to what direction am i taking my business and what is my next move in my business and then what is working and not working in my business those are things that yes those decisions need to be made by that business owner by the decision maker but there are a lot of lower level per se decisions that the business owner gets stuck with <laughs> that they haven't empowered their team to make decisions in some of those lower level ones that all of a sudden they're not truly spending their time and energy where they should be and how they should be in in the decision making that they are doing and how can we solve that for them like how would you suggest to solve that issue let it go yes <laughs> um definitely it's the ability to um there's a lot of mindset that goes with with being a business owner i will start with that um that if they have not worked with a mindset coach and they are having trouble letting go of some of the control um i do tend to recommend that with um with business owners that i've worked with and then um it's also showing them that as they are letting go that things are still moving forward and it's showing them um and giving them the experience of of when it's working well showing them how they've started to remove themselves how they've started to give themselves a little bit more freedom and teaching them how to effectively delegate and set expectations with your team members so that they still get the information they still get that pulse on the business without necessarily being in it all the time so yeah um <laughs> if anyone want to figure that out between should i still working in the business in this part or i am able to step back a little bit enjoy my free time a little bit where can they reach out or follow you then yes yeah, so my website is hilltopvirtualsolutions.com and then i also actually have um a a team new team member checklist for anybody that might be looking to hire on any team members in the, in the near future if they are looking to 
to bring anyone on there, welcome to jump on and um, grab that checklist that they can find. The link for that is bit.ly slash new team checklist. So if anybody wants to um, grab that, they're welcome to to go through the checklist that I use when I'm, you know, onboarding new team members myself in my business, but also for clients that I work with too. Um, and otherwise, I'm just always happy to chat with people at any point in time. <laughs> so Sure. So everything will be in the description as well as in the show note. And, you know, it's very important. Like you cannot, you have only this much time in the day, 24 hours a day and Having a business that you're able to enjoy your life is the most rewarding that you can ever get because you will be your own boss every single day. So thank <laughs> you so much for sharing this fun story with me today. And I think we have a great conversation. Um, yeah. And anyone who listening here, I think you could get unstuck at some particular point regarding to system fixing, making decision forward, um, not to make decision and knowing yourself where you are right now so that you can move forward in the direction that you want. Thank you so much, Anne, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the time to talk today, too. Take care. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.